Welcome back, everybody, to the Between the Stitches podcast, a baseball-only show, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. My name is Ryan. Jared is still out on vacation for the moment. It will be a solo episode. And boy, do we have a doozy for you guys. As always, we will recap what has gone on since our last recording. We'll give you guys a nice, juicy standings check because there are some shakeups. There's some teams slumping hard and there's some teams that are staying steady there's some teams that are on fire we'll get into all that college baseball is in full swing there's been some incidences developing in the ncaa men's baseball tournament those will be covered and we will vote for the all-star team so stick around hopefully uh hopefully you guys enjoy this episode Check us out on social media. Otherwise, let's jump straight into it. Welcome to Between the Stitches, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. Two former college teammates talking about what they know best, baseball. We're back at back with episode 15 between the stitches. Boy, it's going to be back. It's going to be talking baseball. A lot has unfolded. We took a little brief hiatus there, but we are here and ready to rumble talking about baseball. I love baseball. And it's been a pretty fun season so far. We've had some shakeups, some unexpected performances, some teams that have outperformed their expectations teams that have wildly underperformed we've got some winning streaks some losing streaks all kinds of action going on but as we speak on wednesday june 18th mid-afternoon i'm sorry not june 18th june 8th wednesday june 8th eight days into june mid-afternoon we've got a lot of action a lot of action. As we always like to cover, we go east to west, standings, American League to National League. And the first team that stands out is the first team to 40 wins. Yet, that, da 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 New York, New York, Yankees. Oh my God. 40 and 15. 40 and 15. Sorry, did you hear me? 40 wins, 15 losses. They could lose 25 games in a row. And they'd be a 500 team. So the Yankees are going to the playoffs. Unless they have the most catastrophic collapse in the history of professional sports. But I don't see it happening. Because they are shoving the rock and they are smashing the rock. 
and nobody's going to catch them, I don't think, in that division. Things have started to find their way in that division, however. The Blue Jays are sitting in second place. They're seven and a half back, 10 games over 500, 33 and 23. The Rays are a half game behind them, just one less win, but they've played one less game. And now the Red Sox are two games over 500. The Red Sox started off horrible. I don't know exactly where their record was the worst that it has been all year. But what I can tell you is they're two games over 500. The Orioles are in last 24 and 33. Honestly, like not that bad of a record. It's just not that bad. It's obviously like not good, but it's not that bad. Considering where they are and their roster, they called up Adley Rutschman between our last episodes. It's pretty cool. I like Adley Rutschman. First overall guy, switch hitting catcher. I mean, come on. You can't go wrong there. So Yankees are leading the East by a heavy margin. They are a shoe in to get into the postseason. The Minnesota Twins are leading the American League Central by four games, 32 and 25. The White Sox are a game under 500. The Indians are a game under 500. The Tigers are 10 games under 500, and the Royals are a stinky, almost 20, 19 games under 500. Tough year for Kansas City, but as it goes, teams like that that are sort of rebuilding, they still have some decent pieces. Ben Attendee, Carlos Santana, a couple bullpen arms. Dish those guys at the deadline, get a decent return. I don't know. May accelerate the uh, may accelerate the process for a team like Kansas City. The Astros are leading the American League West. They're thirty six and twenty. They're playing good baseball, but more, I think, more noticeably, is how bad the rest of the division is. But wait, how could that be? The Angels were just like in first place two weeks ago, or close to it. The Angels have lost 13 consecutive baseball games. 13 consecutive games. They're three games under 500. they They're not playing well. They fired their manager, Joe Madden, the other day. Mike Trout gets pulled from the game with some groin tightness. And it begs the question, will Mike Trout ever play in a World Series? Will he? Seems like he'd be able to. Otani, Taylor Ward is smashing the ball. Rendon, Jared Walsh was an all-star. Noah Syndergaard, Reed Detmers throws a no-hitter this year. Come on, guys. We got to get easy, right? Easy postseason. Uh-uh-uh. 13-game losing streak. Holy shit, guys. What are we doing? 13? Dude. The uh, Rangers are right behind them. Rangers are a game behind. Actually, they are the same as far as games back, but they played uh, two less games than the Angels. Two fewer games than the Angels, excuse me. So Astros in first in the AL West. Moving over to the National League, the Mets 
are also very good. 38 and 20, eight game lead over the Atlanta Braves, who are finally over 500. Finally. Nobody in that division had been over 500 for the longest time. Uh, and now they are. So Atlanta's been playing a little bit better ball. The Phillies have won five games in a row. Coincidentally, after they fire their manager, Joe Girardi. So you see two different, asp- two different uh, I don't know, approaches, two different mood swings. Granted, the Angels lost 12 in a row before firing Joe Madden. The Phillies were wildly underperforming. They fired Joe Girardi. Boom, five wins in a row. Including, by the way, last night, Phillies beat the Milwaukee Brewers last night. They went into the ninth inning down 2-1 to one against the Brewers in Milwaukee. Brewers bring in human fucking missile launcher. Slender man, Josh Hader. Gives up back-to-back home runs. Phillies win the game 3-2. to two. What the fuck is that? So maybe the Phillies have a little juice left. It's early in the year, man. It's I mean, these teams have played less than... Fewer than 60 games. So, I mean, dude, over 100 games left. It's a lot of baseball. That is a lot of baseball. Speaking of the Brewers and El Central, the Brewers have a half game lead over the Cardinals, man. Those pesky, pesky, pesky Cardinals. 32 and 24 for the Cardinals, 33 and 24 for the Milwaukee Brewers. Half game lead. It's not a good division outside of that. Pittsburgh, six games back. Six games under. Sorry. I was going to say, where did I mess that up? Six games under 500, seven and a half back. Cubs are 10 games uh, under 500. Reds are terrible. Lastly, the National League West, you guessed it, the Dodgers are in first. Dodgers lead the National League in run differential. Actually, they lead Major League Baseball in run differential. Plus 109. (laughs) Smashing the ball. 35 and 20. A game and a half behind them. 34 and 22. San Diego Super Padres. That's obviously my team. It's good to see them back there. A game and a half behind the Dodgers. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The Padres are playing better, but I've said it before. It's going to even out. I think the Padres will end up I don't know. I'm guessing anywhere from six to 10 games behind the Dodgers. I think somewhere in there, if the Dodgers Dodgers end up with a hundred, you know, 102 wins, 103, still like 95, 93, 95 wins for the Padres. I still think the Padres need to hit the ball a lot better. Plus 33 run differential. Isn't bad. It's not bad, but Five and five in their last 10, kind of playing, you know, eh, baseball, eh, still need some, some production offensively. The Giants are in third. They are 29 and 25. They are uh, five and a half games behind the Dodgers. D-backs, 10 games back. Rockies, 11 games back. So... Very easily... 
very easily could be a three-team playoff appearance from the NL West. Could easily see Dodgers, Padres, Giants. In what order? I don't know, but that's the standings. That's the standings. Yankees leading the East. Twins leading the, uh, leading the Central. Astros leading the West. Mets leading the NL East. Brewers leading the NL Central. Dodgers leading the NL West. Not much has changed since we've last recorded in those particular first place teams. If the playoffs started today, Yankees would make it. Blue Jays would make it. Rays would make it. Twins would make it. And Astros would make it in the American League. In the National League, the Mets would make it. The Brewers would make it. The Cardinals would make it. The Dodgers would make it. The Padres would make it. And I think the Giants... Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. And the Giants would make it. Yep. So yeah, it'd be three teams out of the NL West right now if the season ended today, June 8th. As far as stats go, holy cow, what is happening? Aaron Judge has 22 home runs. Nobody else in the league has more than 17. Pete Alonso leads baseball with 54 RBIs. Raphael Devers leads the entire Major League Baseball in uh, hits with 80 hits already. 80 hits. Makes sense he's hitting 342. But he's actually fourth place in batting average in uh, all of baseball. Luis Arise, Minnesota Twins. He's hitting 361. Uh oh. Luis Arise. Guy wants a batting title. JD Martinez, Tim Anderson, Devers all smashing the baseball. OPS leaders. Judge is first. 1070 OPS. That is just fucking ridiculous. Paul Goldschmidt is also rinsing the ball. 1029 OPS. Jordan Alvarez, 1011 OPS. Those three are the only guys over 1,000 with OPS. And uh, let's see. Top 10 in OPS. Machado, 10. Wilson Contreras, 9. Mookie Betts, 8. Well, Contreras and Machado tied for 10th. Mookie Betts, 9. JD eight, Devers seven, Trout six, Bryce Harper five, Jose Ramirez four, Jordan Alvarez three, Goldschmidt two, and Aaron Judge at one. Lots of superstars, lots of recognizable names. Not a ton of guys in that list that are going to blow your brains out as far as surprise because they are all superstars. So that wraps up pretty much the Major League Baseball recap for the most part. Everything that we missed has been covered. We've got a lot of good series going on across the world uh, or across the league, I should say. Uh, D-backs, Reds, punch me in the face. Mariners, Astros, not bad. Nationals, Marlins, punch me in the face. Cubs, Orioles, punch me in the mouth. Cardinals, Rays, interesting series there. Rays walked them off last night, but really just two just scrappy ball clubs. Scrappy, scrappy, man. Rangers, Guardians, eh. Braves A's, not bad. Yankees Twins, that's uh, that's a good one. Dodgers White Sox, that's cool. Phillies Brewers, love it. Rain, 
I was about to say Rangels Ed Sox. But it's Angels Red Sox. Looking for the Angels to get a fucking win, man. Holy cow. Giants, Rockies, okay. Pirates, Tigers, punch me in the face. Royals, Blue Jays, not bad. And Padres and the Mets. Good series. Pretty good little group of series. Kind of a bunch of good teams playing each other, a bunch of bad teams playing each other, and then a few middle-of-the-pack series. So, Major League Baseball is going. We got all-star voting open, and we will get to that. But before we get anything else, we wanted to take a look at college baseball. College baseball is past the regional standpoint, and it is on to the super regional. The super regional. College baseball. I'm going to need some scores here, boys. I'm going to need some scores. I, I I had it, and then I lost it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scores. College baseball. There we go. So today is the regional. Uh, nope. Tomorrow. Nope. Friday. <laughs> Friday, the super regional star for college baseball. You got eight seed, eight ranked East Carolina taking on nine, number nine ranked Texas. That's going to be electric. Number four, Virginia Tech is hosting Oklahoma. Number one, Tennessee is hosting Notre Dame. Number five, AM is hosting Louisville. Number 10, uh, North Carolina is hosting Arkansas. Number 11, Southern Miss is hosting Ole Miss. Number three, Oregon State is hosting number 14, Auburn. Auburn Tigers. Number two, Stanford's hosting UConn. If I had to go through here and make a pick, I know it's easy because these teams are ranked, but I would take North Carolina to make the College World Series. Oh, by the way, the winner of these series is going to the College World Series, the Omaha. Uh, Omaha. So North Carolina will be there. Virginia Tech will be there. I'm going to take East Carolina as the home team over Texas, even though Texas is really good. Tennessee's going. A&M is going. Southern Miss is going to take down Ole Miss. Oregon State is really good. And Stanford is <whistles> juicy. Juicy. So, yeah, it's pretty fun, man. I would suggest getting into college baseball if you can. At least the uh, championship sort of season that we're in right now, because it's pretty fun. I will say the one thing I noted uh, earlier on, and... I think I posted about it on social media. There's been some ump shows going on in college baseball, particularly a kid on uh, East Carolina hit a no doubt home run. And I guess there was chirping. I guess there was back and forth. The umpire, the other team, this, I, I, honestly, I don't give a shit what it was because the kid had a no doubt home run for East Carolina stood there, admired it because he hit the ball five million feet in the air five million feet and the umpire comes out of from behind home plate and physically pushes the kid out of the batter's box like hey get going like start running get out of the box uh what are you doing don't touch him there's an idea don't fucking touch a player i don't care what your impetus is unless he is on top of you beating you to a pulp don't touch him it's not your fucking job as an umpire to touch players. It's not your fucking job, okay? 
Don't touch him. Happened in another game, too, where an umpire came out of the box, came out from behind home plate, and started just screaming at the kid or saying some shit. He's like, get, start running. He hit a no-doubt home run, and he stood there and admired it. Get, get around the bases. Start going. Umpire saying this to the kid. What? It is not your fucking job as an umpire. It's not your job. Your job is to make the calls and maintain order. And until the other team displays that they are frustrated or they're going to retaliate or whatever, not your fucking job. And in fact, the other teams are fucking soft for taking exception to it. They're soft. Because apparently the kid on East Carolina was, or there was just chirping going on or back and forth or whatever. And the umpire did it because it was like they were fucking pissed about it. The other team. Why? Don't give up 500 foot fucking dong. And then you won't have to worry about it. How about that? Stupid, bro. Umpire's touching the guy. I, dude, if I hit a ball and the umpire comes from behind home plate and I'm standing there and he pushes me, I, I'm turning around and hitting him over the head with my bat. Don't fucking touch me. Are you kidding me? Don't, don't touch me at all. I'm honestly shocked the players didn't have more of an adverse reaction and the coaches because on the flip side, if there's a bad call by an umpire or the umpire is doing something to fuck the game over and the coach comes running out and touches the umpire. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Did you just touch the fucking umpire? Is that real? Did you just bump him? You're gone. You're fucking ejected. You're suspended. Oh, but the umpire can touch him. Got it. Makes sense. Makes perfect fucking sense. Got it, guys. Thanks. Everyone on TikTok, bro, chill out. Chill out, bro. It ain't that serious. What do you mean it's not that serious? He put his hands on the guy. Don't touch him. Seriously, don't touch the player. Bro, chill out. He's just trying to maintain order. No, he's not. He's trying to make it about him. Who knows what the order's going to happen? He hits the no doubt home run. Then the next time the next guy or the next guy comes up and they throw at him, then the umpire's job is to step in and do something. Say, hey, coach, on uh, the pitching team, on defense, stop throwing at him. That's a fucking warning. Hey, guys, on offense, other team, East Carolina, that's also a warning. I'm not warning you because you did something wrong. It's that if you do do something wrong, I have a warning to back up an ejection. That's it. It's easy. That's when the umpire steps in. Don't touch a player. It's a fucking joke. So. Anyways, college baseball, tune in. It's fucking electric. Absolutely love to see it. And breaking news as of today. As of June 8th, Major League Baseball has released the official All-Star ballots to vote on who we think should start in the All-Star game in July in Los Angeles. So let's go ahead and pull it up for those of you watching on YouTube. For those of you listening, I'll do my best job to narrate what I'm looking at, what I'm seeing, what my options are, and then we can go from there because it's a great looking ballot. It is really, really juicy. A lot of options to choose from. So here we go. We have the official all-star ballots to vote on for the 2022 all-star game. There's two phases. Phase one is June 8th through June 30th, helping your favorite players advance to what is the second round 
of all-star voting between July 5th and July 8th. That will determine who actually starts the all-star game. So let's see. The first, uh, June 8th to June 30th, you vote on everybody, and then the top three vote-getters will go into the final vote, uh, round of voting, July 5th, July 8th, and that's where it's down to three guys at each position, and you vote, and then you go from there. So we're going to start with our all-star voting in the American League, going from first base, second base, third base, short, catcher, outfield, and DH. There's universal DH, so there's going to be DHs for both leagues. That is absolutely electric. Let's jump straight into it and head straight into the American League. First base, okay? Looking at some of the options here, there's a lot to choose from. There's a lot of guys hitting the ball well. I am generally an OPS guy. If all else fails, I go with the OPS, okay? Right now, the highest OPS is Luis Arise because he is getting on base a lot. He's not really slugging for much. He's only got one home run, which is like nothing. But he's got an 858 OPS, which is the second highest in the American League, right behind Ty France at 875. Ty France is also hitting 324 with eight homers. Vlad Jr. is the other solid option, 244, 13 homers. He's got an 804 OPS. Right now, right now, if I'm casting my ballot for American League first baseman, I'm picking Ty France, 100%. Moving on to second base. Again, OPS typically is what helps me decide. If I'm looking through here, the highest OPS is Jose Altuve. 280 batting average, 11 jacks, 19 RBIs, 880 OPS. Andres Jimenez of the Cleveland Indians, 305, 7 jacks, 868 OPS. That ain't bad, Andres Jimenez. Uh, Santiago Espinal on the Blue Jays, 292. Five jacks, 27 ribeye steaks, 800 OPS. It ain't bad. But I think I'm going to go with Altuve. I, I, I like everyone fucking hates him. I, I just, I don't. I just don't think he's that bad. Um, he's got the best OPS. He has the most home runs. He's got the like second highest batting average, third highest batting average. He's going to start the All-Star game for me. Moving on to American League third base. Raphael Devers. I mean, it's not going to be close. I barely have to look at it, except, fuck, I'm almost wrong. Hmm. This one's hard, man. This one's really, really, really hard. Really hard. It's between two horses. Jose Ramirez, 280, 14 jacks, 53 ribbies, 994 OPS. Devers is at 342, 12 homers, 31 RBIs. 977 OPS. Ramirez has the uh, the edge in home runs, RBIs, and OPS. Devers has the edge in batting average, and he's only two homers back. He's about 20 RBIs behind and about 20 points on the OPS behind. Um, I think it's got to be Jose Ramirez. It's Jose Ramirez. It is. I don't know what to tell you. So. Yeah, that one, that one sucks. Cause it's like Devers is going to be on the all-star team. It's just like, ugh, God, that's tough, man. All right. 
Moving on to the American League shortstop position, not a ton of hitting ability here. You have Wander Franco playing okay for the Rays. J.P. Crawford's at 292 with the 819 OPS. But I think the guy to go for is Tim Anderson here. He's hitting 356. He's got five homers. He's got 19 RBIs, 896 OPS. That is by far the highest of anybody at the shortstop position. So Tim Anderson's going to start for me. At catcher, oh, some of these fucking stats are horrible, dude. Oh, my God. The American League catchers, what are we doing? There's an obvious pick here. There's an absolutely obvious pick here. It's not Yasmani Grandal. It's not Salvador Perez. It's not Gary Sanchez. It's Alejandro Kirk. Five home runs, 878 OPS. The guy's hitting 322. Alejandro Kirk. He's the best hitting catcher in the American League right now. I don't know what to tell you guys. Randy Rosarena in the outfield. I thought he was going to be a monster. He's just not, man. Just not. Okay. Looking at the All-Stars, the options, I should say, for the All-Star team in the American League outfield. Hmm. OPS. Right, I'm looking through here. I'm like, which one do I pick? Taylor Ward, that's one. 1087 OPS, and he has 10 home runs. I I know he hasn't played a lot. Don't really care. Mike Trout, 99 OPS. It's two angels right there. Do I give a shit? Nope. Aaron Judge will be the third because he has a 1070 OPS, and he is right now the best player in Major League Baseball. Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Taylor Ward. DH, tough, but not really. Jordan Alvarez, 10-11 OPS. He's going to be starting at designated hitter for the American League. Okay, now we will be moving on to the National League All-Star team. We've picked the American League All-Stars that we think should start. We've picked the American League All-Stars. We're going to the National League. OPS, again, it's a deciding factor. CJ Crone has the highest OPS, I think, of all National League first basemen. He's got 14 homers. He's hitting 291. No, Paul Goldschmidt does, and Paul Goldschmidt gets the vote. Paul Goldschmidt, 341, 12 homers, 47 RBIs, 1029 OPS. He's going to start the All-Star game at first base. It isn't close. In the, at the position of second base, the highest OPS technically is Nolan Gorman, I believe. But Jazz Chisholm has 10 jacks from the second base position. He's hitting 255, he's got 851 OPS. I just like Jazz Chisholm, so I'm going to pick him to start at second base in the All-Star game because that's fucking dope. In the National League at third base, I already know who I'm going to be taking here. I know it's a little bit biased, but not really. It's my boy, Manny Machado. 933 OPS, 325, nine jacks, 34 RBIs. Manny Machado absolutely should start the All-Star game at third base. It's not even a question. At shortstop in the National League? I don't know. 
we're going to start by s just siphoning through OPS. <laughs> we could vote for Tatis, but that would kind of take away the integrity of it. So, oh, man, I don't know. Trey Turner's hitting 299. He's got an 821 OPS. Uh, he might be the pick. He only has six homers, though. Lindor has nine homers. Uh, Willie Adamas has nine homers. Mmm, this is tough. This is really tough. Lindor's got more homers. He's got more RBIs. Trey Turner's got better average, better OPS. I think I'm going to go Lindor because Lindor isn't Trey Turner. Whoops. National League catcher. There is such an obvious pick in this one. Such an obvious pick. Wilson Contreras, and it's not close. 277, 10 bombs. 23 RBIs, 933 OPS. <whistles> Love it. Love it. National League outfield. Mookie Betts is one of them, so don't freak out. I don't know who else. Looking through these OPSs. Jock Peterson's hitting the ball really well this year. Um, Juan Soto's at 225. Mike Yastrzemski's at 275. I think Jock Peterson is going to get my vote here. Uh, he's got 13 homers and 937 OPS. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. And then I'm going to take Ronald Acuna because he's just so electric. DH in the National League, Bryce Harper. Not Also not close. Actually, let me take a look at these really quick. There's a lot of good hitters in this little group. But, ooh, I don't know, man. William Contreras is hitting the ball well. Nah, but Harper's got 13 jacks. All right, so this is my all-star team for the American League and the National League. In the American League, I got Ty France at first. Jose Altuve at second, Jose Ramirez at third, Tim Anderson at short, Alejandro Kirk at catcher, Judge Trout, Taylor Ward in the outfield, and Jordan Alvarez is my DH in the American League. In the National League, Goldschmidt, Jazz Chisholm. You like jazz? Manny Machado at third, for Lindor at short, Wilson Contreras behind the plate, Acuna, Mookie Betts, Jock Peterson with Bryce Harper DHing. That's my all-star team. Let me know what you guys think, to be honest. Let me know what you guys think. I think it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good little group there. So, either way, that's going to do it for Between the Stitches podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Between the Stitches podcast, a part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode, episode number 15, voting on all-stars. Breaking down where the league is right now. A little bit of college baseball. A little bit of everything. A little bit of not. A little bit of this. A little bit of that. Either way, we love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Follow us on social media. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Patreon, exclusive content, merch on our website. Otherwise, we'll catch you guys later. Thanks for listening to Between the Stitches. Follow Phenomenal Fan Media on social media for more. And subscribe on Patreon for exclusive content.
chair and boo and rain.